Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, I have great news for you. Our partners at Bet Online they continue to get it done as the number one betting source for you. NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, we have golf, horse racing, and everything heating up this Major League Baseball season as well. You'll get latest odds, team matchups, and game trends at Bet Online. Just log on today to betonline.ag or use your mobile device to get started. But listen up. Make sure you use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag or your mobile device. BetOnline. Get started today. BetOnline is where the game starts. You know, it is that time of year in sports where it is all heating up, not just the weather, but the events. We're coming off the NFL draft. We have MLB. We've got the NHL and NBA playoffs. How about Horse Racing's Triple Crown and the PGA Championship, just to name some of the major sporting events we'll see in the next few months and have seen the last several weeks. Every event presents opportunities for inspiration and controversy, as well as new heroes and comeback stories. Ever wonder how to get into sports journalism? Well, I started my career at St. Bonaventure University. I attended their campus long before online degrees were a thing. But with their online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism, you'll learn how to find and talk about the most compelling stories, no matter the sport all from the comfort of home. An advisory committee of journalism school alums shape this innovative program. Courses are taught by experienced professors and include master classes led by industry experts. As an SBU graduate, you join a network of fellow Bonnies, including the New York Post's Mike Beccaro and ESPN's Raina Banks. The online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism builds strong skills and ethical foundations for successful careers. Coursework emphasizes the importance of multimedia reporting and incisive storytelling. Program graduates are prepared to tell stories at the intersection of sports, gender, and race. Take the next step in your sports journalism career by contacting an enrollment advisor at sbujournalism.com. What's going on, everybody? Paul Bissonnette here from the Spit and Chicklets podcast and now the TNT broadcast. I just want to give everybody a shout-out and make sure you tune in to the ML Sports Platter. ML Sports Platter back with you, brought to you by CH Insurance, Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company, and our terrific friends at Stanley Law Offices. Together, they'll work to get you the maximum reward and a huge tip of the cap. Thank you as well to the Swan and Whitaker families, the Alonzo family, Bob Lindsley, and Daryl Abert, friends of the platter for their support throughout 2023. All right, I am pumped. This is the full 2023 NFL preview. I'm going to give you, um, I'm going to give you division winners. I'm going to do MVP Coach of the Year. I'm going to do Offensive Rookie of the Year and Defensive Rookie of the Year. And uh, let's go. Um, I'm going to split it in, in kind of like halves here. And so let's start with the AFC East. And, and my Buffalo Bills are in there, obviously. And, you know, look, I know Aaron Rodgers is a New York Jet. I know that the Miami Dolphins are better. I know that there's still the Bill Belichick defense. But there is this kind of overriding idea that people are forgetting about the Buffalo Bills. Now, look, I'm coming off recording this, you know, what, a week and a half ago or so, and the Bills look terrible in that preseason game against the Steelers. Uh, there probably will be a lot of things happening before you hear this podcast. So, uh, you know, that's kind of the the, the risk that we, we, we you know, we run when we record a little bit ahead. But I'm ready to record. I've been listening. I've been watching more preseason football than I ever have. I read about 10 to 15 articles a day. I'm all over the markets. I'm all over the athletic. I'm all over everything uh, right now to prepare for this. And so um, I, I just felt like the time was now, um, you know, just a little bit before Labor Day. Uh, and boy, oh boy, I mean, the Bills were awful in that in that Steeler game. But again, it's preseason. Now, there are some alarming things. I mean, I think the strength of this team clearly is the offense. We know it's all about Josh Allen. Uh, we know that he has a ton of weapons. We know that um, you know, Stephon Diggs and, and that drama is over with. I think Gabe Davis is going to have a huge year. Dalton Kincaid looks amazing so far. I would like to see Ken Dorsey implement a lot of screen plays to James Cook. It looks as though, you know, you're going to have an option there with maybe Latavius Murray. Again, I'm doing this before roster cuts and, and all the rest, but uh, it's going to be hard to keep him off the roster. It's going to be hard to keep Isabella off the roster the way he's played as well. Um, you know, I'd like to see Dorsey run a little bit more of the, the big rollout with Allen, uh, you know, kind of just getting him with that delayed handoff rolling way out, kind of just sitting there dancing and prancing, um, you know, surveying the field. I think that could help him. Uh, but you can't not like the Buffalo Bills this year to win the division. I mean, until I, you know, see somebody else win it, I'm going to go, you know, with the Bills. They've got number 17. They've got a deep running back core led by James Cook. They've got unbelievable talent at the tight end position. They're going to put Kincaid on the boundary and in the tight end position and in the slot. 
Uh, Gabe Davis, I think, is going to have an 1,000-yard season. Stephon Diggs speaks for himself. Um, you know, we'll see what happens with, Trent, you know, the Trent Sherfields and the Khalil Shakurs and, uh, you know, the Justin Shorters and the like. But there's a lot of, a lot of weapons there. Um, there's a lot of speed. There's depth. There's versatility. Uh, I think another strength of this team is, honestly, even until Don Miller gets back, I think the defensive line. I mean, I think that they're deep, um, versatile, and balanced here, too. You know, and you got to win in the trenches a little bit. I know the Bills the last couple of years have not gotten to the quarterback enough, but you add a Leonard Floyd, and you have all this depth going on as well. Um, you know, you, you, you bring in a Puna Ford. Uh, you, you know, Ed Oliver got that big money. I think he's got to explode this year in order to uh, validate that contract. Uh, you bring Daquan Jones back. You've got Tim Settle. Uh, you've got depth all across the board. I think Gregory Rousseau is going to be a double-digit guy. The two weaknesses for me are the tackles for the Buffalo Bills in terms of Deion Dawkins, who I don't know what's going on there, but he's regressed a little bit, uh, and, and Spencer Brown, clearly. Uh, they've got to figure that out and figure it out in a hurry. Brandon Bean did not address the tackle position in the draft. I thought that was a mistake. He, you know, hey, I'm giving the keys to the kingdom to Spencer Brown. I think that probably was a mistake. Um, so you've got the tackles that are a problem right now. Uh, and then obviously the Mike linebacker is a friggin' disaster. I mean, we've seen at training camp, obviously, um, you know, uh, Terrell Bernard get, get, get injured. Uh, that's a huge, huge problem uh, right now. Uh, the the second-year man out of Baylor, uh, Tyrell Dodson, is just not ready. A.J. Klein is a nice veteran piece, but he ain't the answer. Um, you know, they struggle there, and it's going to be hard. Matt Milano, uh, you know, it's, he's going to be asked to do an awful lot there without Tremaine Edmonds. Um, you know, Balen Specter is not the answer either. Dorian Williams is a friggin' rookie out of t- uh, Tulane. Uh, the strength of the defense probably up front to a degree, but the major, major, major strength of the defense is still the secondary. I, I would say, yeah, you know, the strength of the defense, you could say, okay, yeah, a little bit of D-line. I would actually slide that back into number two. I would say number one. I spoke too soon there. I mean, Trey White looks like Trey White again. You've got Dane Jackson on the other side. You've got depth, even though Kyrie Elam has had a horrible preseason. You've got Lewis and Neal, uh, you know, in the safeties in terms of Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. They seem like they're healthy right now. They have to stay healthy. And then you pick up Taylor Epp, right? You pick up uh, 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 a great safety there, a five-year uh, man out of Washington. Dean Marlowe is an old staple. DeMar Hamlin is there, of course. Good Lord, what a story that is. So the strength is probably the secondary, and then 1A would be that D-line, although we need to see them get pressure when it matters against Burrow and Mahomes and all the rest in January. One concern, though, I'm looking at this roster, right, and, and, and I'm going, holy crap, man. I, look, I love Dawson Knox. He's a great clubhouse guy, a locker room guy. Uh, he's best friends with Allen. He's a tremendous talent, but did they pay him too early, right? You know, I feel bad about him losing his brother last year, but did you pay him too early, you know? And maybe you could have waited it out a little bit and, 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 and worked that deal to a certain extent and maybe given him a franchise tag and then kind of let him drift away if you're not going to use him or if he's unproductive. Clearly, Ken Dorsey needs to figure out how to use him more because I thought last year they didn't use him enough uh, based on that money. Maybe you paid him too early. You could have put that in your pocket and saved it and paid Tremaine Edmonds. I think right now, especially when Adalton Kincaid comes around at 6'4", 245, 250, he's the same exact size as Dawson Knox. You know, even though they're going to use Kincaid in off tight end positions, to me, it just doesn't make sense to have both Kincaid and Knox on the roster. Now they could formulate into a two headed monster, but I got to see it to believe it. If you're telling me, I you know that if I want Dalton Kincaid to do all the things he's doing, play tight end, play slot, play a little on the boundary, he's a, a decent blocker, not as good as Dawson Knox. If you're going to give me Dalton Kincaid right now and Tremaine Edmonds or Dawson Knox and Kincaid, I'm going all day with Kincaid. And Edmonds. Now, again, I need to see more out of Knox, but that's where we're at. I got the Bills around 11. I, I, I can't go 12 wins because the schedule is so friggin' hard. I know that, yes, the Bills are really good too, so everybody has to play the Bills, right? But you're looking at, at Jets. You got Vegas at home, at Washington, Miami at home, home for, uh, excuse me, Jacksonville and London, Giants at home, at the Patriots, home for Tampa Bay. To me, those games, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games before Cincinnati on that uh, Sunday nighter, I think the Bills have to go 6-2 and two at the very least. I would also say there's a very good chance you got to go 7-1 and one because then you got to go at Cincinnati. you got Denver at home, Jets at home, at Philly, bye week at KC. You've got Dallas at home, at Chargers, New England at home, at Miami. The schedule gets brutal right after that time. So I'm looking at 6-2 and two at the very least. 7-1 and one would be freaking incredible. But I'm looking at 6-2, and two, and then from there, I think the Bills probably figure out in the next nine games, you know, how to maybe go five and four or whatever. And this is an 11 and six football team. I can't go 12, 13. I think it's a little too much. Meanwhile, in the AFC East, um, 
uh, elsewhere. You've got, uh, obviously, the, the, the noise being Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you know, you've got a top-five corner, and you've got a top-five wide receiver on that team. This defense looks like it's going to be a top-five club uh, all year long in the NFL. Um, you know, obviously, Garrett Wilson is a wide receiver. Sauce Gardner, my goodness, are they good. Uh, you know, and, and they've got, you know, a lot, of, uh, a lot of speed on this team, too. they got a lot of athleticism. That's what Robert Sala wanted to do. This defensive line is just absolutely a, a, a freaking wrecking ball, man. Will McDonald, the four, uh, you've got to deal with, the, obviously, Quinn and Williams up front, uh, a three-technique dude who I think, frankly, after Aaron Donald and T.J. Watt is probably the best defensive player, uh, you know, in the National Football League. I, I think you can make a strong argument for that. Um, you know, in addition to that, you've got a, a, a tremendous uh, array of veterans helping rookies, guys like Mosley and company. I think the Jets are going to compete for a postseason spot. I'm going to give you my AFC playoff teams, however, once I kind of dance around, you know, these divisions. Miami, obviously, really strong team. Uh, everything to me with this club rides on Tua. We know they have talent, they have speed, they have Tyree Kill, but I think it all rides on the health of Tua and the offensive line. And frankly, the Jets' offensive line as well. I mean, you've got Nathaniel Hackett there who I don't trust to play, you know, call plays, and your, your tackles are a freaking disaster. You're one injury away uh, from it, it being just a complete mess. I mean, Dwayne Brown, you know, are they going to get that guy to stay on the field? I mean, he's freaking 37 years old. Mekhi Becton, he's going to have to carry everything. I, the offensive line for the Jets and Nathaniel Hackett, if I'm a Jet fan, those would be the things that worry me about this club. Uh, hard knocks jinx? No, I'm kidding. But uh, yeah, everybody who's been on hard knocks has been an absolute mess. But um, you know, those would be some concerns. And frankly, I think it's the same kind of thing with Miami in terms of the O-line. And then obviously they're going to have to rely on Tua, but it's going to be a really, really competitive division. I think the Patriots, believe it or not, go nine and eight this year, but just miss the playoffs. And it's solely because they're going to try to play keep away. It's the Belichick defense. But listen, eventually you have to throw the football. You have to have Mac Jones win a game for you. And I just don't think he can do that. They continue to have no playmakers. Their best guys are Devontae Parker and Juju Smith-Schuster, who three to five years ago were really, really great players. Eh. Mike Gusecki, eh. I mean, Hunter Henry, eh. They just don't have a lot there. However, they have a tremendous defense, super physical, led by uh, the uh, unbelievable talent, of course, uh, that is on there and has been there. Uh, for that matter, in Matthew Judon, who's, uh, can you believe, by the way, that he's going into his eighth year and he went to Grand Valley State? Yeah, as I always say, if you're good, you're good. I got the Bills winning the division. Let's go to the AFC North. I know a lot of people think that this is a, um, uh, or the East, I should say, is 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 the, the best, most competitive division. I, I might argue, I might argue the North because all those teams are more complete, and I think all of them are better than the New England Patriots, and I think that the Bengals are a Super Bowl contender. I think the Ravens and Steelers are deep playoff contenders. I'm going to pick Cincinnati in this division. I do worry about Joe Burrow's health, obviously, but if they can weather the storm through the first four to six weeks of the, of the season, which I think they can if there is major health concerns there, they have a lot of talent. I mean, they can you know play keep away. They can you know get the ball in the hands of a Joe Mixon. They've still got Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. These guys can make plays. They can get separation. Uh, you know, th th this wide receiver core is probably the best in the NFL. Tyler Boyd, Boyd, you add him to it. They mix and match. Zach Taylor does a great job of that. And I think Cincinnati is one of the best defenses in the NFL that doesn't get enough credit. When you look at Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson on the defensive ends doing their thing. Uh, and obviously, as we know, this is a team uh, that, uh, you know, has been to the Super Bowl. They've been through the battles and all the rest. This is a really, really, really strong football team. They're well coached. I got the Bengals winning the division, but I think it's going to be incredibly difficult to do it. I've got them right there with the Bills at that 11-6 and six mark. Meanwhile, the Ravens, we know the story with, uh, with Baltimore. They pick up OBJ in the offseason. Lamar needed help. They got him help. Watch out on this team, okay, for the offense now that they're out of the Greg Roman craft, the pistol and all the rest, getting Lamar to throw the ball more, getting him you know, spread out, and, and not running it as much and doing some trickery, getting the halfbacks the ball. Nelson Aguilar, Rashad Bateman, OBJ, we're looking at you. And I'm telling you, Zay Flowers has a chance to be an offensive rookie of the year for the Baltimore Ravens. We know that Mark Andrews is going to be there. The physicality, the defense is always there. You never want to play the Ravens. I think the Ravens are about a 10-7 and football team, and this is a gauntlet of a division. It's a gauntlet of an AFC conference, uh, of an AFC, excuse me. This conference is going to be locked and loaded with a bunch of teams have a chance to make the postseason. It's going to be unreal. This AFC, I'm telling you, whoever reaches the Super Bowl, it's going to be the most unprecedented run to the big game 
in history because of the the, 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 the elite coaches, elite players, quarterbacks, uh, uh, teams overall. It's, it's unbelievable. Pittsburgh. Let's talk about them next year on the ML Sports Platter in my NFL Preview 2023 brought to you by Ken's Auto Detailing and the Al and Angus Pub. Kenny Pickett, I love his game, man. I loved him in college, 6'4", 230. Uh, the guy's got it going on. They have depth at, at quarterback behind him in case there's an injury. Uh, Najee Harris, I think he's going to have a hundred, uh, you know, a, a thousand yard season. Um, you know, I, 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 I think when you look at, you know, wide receivers, uh, I think Boykin's going to have a big year. You know, you got Austin the third. I really like out of Memphis. His speed's great. I watched him in the preseason a lot. Uh, Fitzpatrick, maybe they're leaning on, right? Deontay Johnson, George Pickens ready to explode, man. Uh, and then you pick up the veteran in Allen Robinson. I think he's been one of the most underrated players uh, in the NFL the last five or six years. You know, championship pedigree and all the rest. You got Connor Hayward at tight end. This dude, Darnell Washington, is a freaking monster. 6'7", 270. Are you joking right now with the size of the tight end room in the NFL? By the way, I just talked Dalton Kincaid. He's 6'5", what, 245, 50-ish? Add 20 freaking pounds and two inches, and that is what you have in Georgia tight end, Darnell Washington. The guy is a monster. Speaking of monsters, TJ freaking Watt, welcome back to the NFL. No one wants to face TJ Watt. This defense, they've got the best edge rusher in the NFL in TJ Watt. They have the best safety in the NFL in Minka Fitzpatrick. Mike Tomlin is one of the top three to five coaches in the NFL. Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be a team to be reckoned with. I got them going 10-7. and seven as well. Meanwhile, I mean, look, the Cleveland Browns, I mean, Brown's going to Brown eventually. I mean, I think the roster is better. I think they had a really good draft. Um, but you know, again, they got to have Deshaun Watson get back to elite Deshaun Watson. Nick Chubb's always a problem, hard to bring down type of a thing. I seem to always have him on my fantasy club. Um, you know, it's going to be a, 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 an offensive line that they're going to need to perform. I mean, I think in the trenches is where the Cleveland Browns are either going to win or lose. I mean, they need more help, uh, you know, for Miles Garrett, uh, the offensive line, eh. uh, and, and, you know, I've said it a long time. I mean, they've had cornerstone players at certain positions. Miles Garrett, Nick Chubb, Denzel Ward at corner. Uh, but you've got to have a little bit of help for these guys. This has been a team that has lacked depth big time. I think Cleveland misses the playoffs around 9-8. and eight. Meanwhile, the AFC South, it's pretty self-explanatory here. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this division. Um, you have projects going on, um, you know, in Houston and the Colts with rookie quarterbacks and all the rest. C.J. Stroud with Houston. How much time do they get there? D'Amico Ryans is trying to build a roster. Anthony Richardson is raw. If he booms, he could be Josh Allen. If he busts, he could be, I have no idea, name your quarterback. This, you know, the amount of busts that we've had uh, in the NFL in history. Uh, the Titans, they pick up DeAndre Hopkins and all the rest. Well coached Mike Vrabel and all that, but they have quarterback issues as usual with Ryan Tannehill. This is very simple. It's a Jacksonville Jaguars world. I think that they win 11 games this year. I'm high on the Jaguars. Saw Trevor Lawrence throw some pretty awful interceptions in the preseason, but I think they win this division going away. Um, I love their offensive skill players from Travis Etienne on down in terms of, you know, Zay Jones, Christian Kirk. These guys are going to have a big year. And let me tell you, Calvin Ridley, remember he was suspended for betting, 6'1", 200-pounder. He's going to have a ridiculous year. I'm calling for 1,200 yards. I think he might be in the MVP discussion for uh, some weeks at a time. However, they're never going to give it to a wide receiver, obviously. This offensive line got better with, with, with time last year. Doug Peterson's a big-time head coach, Super Bowl winner, and this defense is flying around with the likes of Josh Allen and company. I like the Jags this year to win the division and win 11 games. I think that the schedule is obviously very formidable. You got six games. Not going to call them easy because, you know, every game's hard in the NFL. But you got six games against those aforementioned Colts, Texans, and Titans. Give me a break. You got to go 5-1 and one there. They start out Indy on the road, Casey at home. But then it's home Houston, home Atlanta, Buffalo and London, toss-up game, home Indianapolis, at Saints, at Pittsburgh. There's winnable games there. They come off the bye week in week 10. You got Niners at home, tough game. Then they got to win Tennessee and at Houston. Then you got Cincinnati at Cleveland, Baltimore at home, at Tampa, Carolina at home, at Tennessee. This schedule is very, 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 very favorable to win 11 games. And I'm going to hit that right there with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Meanwhile, you have the AFC West. Wow. Shocking development. I'm picking the freaking Chiefs to win the division. Oh, no. Eric Bieniemy's is not there anymore. whoop de freaking do You've got Andy Reid, Brett Beach, Patty Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, an array of guys. You traded Travis or uh, uh, Tyreek friggin' Hill last year, and you won the Super Bowl. They just keep adding pieces to Patrick Mahomes. It's systematic. It's like just riding a bike at this particular point. They play the rookies, super confident in all these guys. Pacheco, tremendous player. 
seventh rounder out of Rutgers. He made uh, paid off dividends last year for them. Sky Moore is a big time player. They add some guys. Uh, you know, Kadarius Tony is there now. You got Valdez Scantling. Uh, you know, they're just going to go right into this system. Justin Ross is there, the second year man out of Clemson, who I think is going to blossom this year. And they've revamped their offensive line, by the way, during this mini dynasty, not once, not twice, but three times. Okay. Sean McDermott still can't get it right in Buffalo in terms of all the way left to right, right to left. And I know I just sounded like Colin Cowherd there for a second, but he's friggin' right. And you've got all the pieces offensively with tools. Now you've got the offensive line with the likes of... Yeah, Joe Tooney at guard. These guys are absolutely terrific. The kid Taylor out of Florida, Smith. You got Niang out of TCU. They're deep. They're formidable. They're mechanical. They have all the positions. Tackle, guard, center. Kansas City Chiefs on defense. Their defense is so underrated. Again, last year they relied on youngsters galore. George Karloffis, the defensive end out of Purdue, being one of those guys. The linebackers are unbelievable. And Chris Jones, by the way, Hang on for a second. I had mentioned defensive players earlier in the podcast. Aaron Donald, TJ Watt. Oh, Quinn and Williams, maybe. Chris Jones is right there in the discussion. Okay, I don't know how, how I would power rank best defensive players or best defensive linemen, whether it's one tech or three tech or edge rusher, hybrid edge rusher, etc. But my top four are Aaron Donald, Chris Jones, Quinn and Williams, and TJ Watt. I, I'd probably go TJ Watt. Mm, boy, I don't know if I can do it. I'd probably go... T- I still think Aaron Donald's on the top of his game, but man, when you lose Von Miller and Leonard Floyd, can you expose him? Can you double team him? Although I guess he busts through double and triple teams. It's hard to rank those four, but those would be my four, and I'd have to think about how to power rank them. And then you go down, and their linebackers get better every year because they have an approach. Spagnuolo does know, know what he's doing. You've got the secondary, obviously, with tremendous players. I love, I mean love Trent McDuffie, the second year man out of Washington. And uh, I think Snead's going to have a big year, uh, you know, going to his fourth year out of Louisiana Tech. This is a really good defense. It's underrated. It doesn't get talked about enough. They take the ball away. They stop you on third down. They make you kick field goals instead of touchdowns. Why don't they get talked about? Because number 15's throwing it around with Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey and company. I got the Kansas City Chiefs going 12-5. and five. I just, I this team, until they show me they can't do it, they're going to crush Detroit. Then they go at Jags, Bears at home, at Jets, at Vikings, Denver at home, Chargers at home, at Denver, Miami at home. I'm telling you right now, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. I got them 8-1 and one before the bye week. Seriously. And then they have Philadelphia at Vegas, at Green Bay, Buffalo at home, at Patriots, Vegas, Bengals at home, and at Chargers. I just don't see that many stumbling blocks in terms of them being able to go 12-5. and five. So I'm going to take the Kansas City Chiefs win the AFC West. Stop me if you've heard that before. Now, we have the uh, Vegas Raiders. Should be a very interesting year for Vegas when you talk about bringing in the likes of Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm here to tell you that I think Aiden O'Connell by week four or five ends up winning that job and taking it from one uh, Jimmy Garoppolo because I think Aiden O'Connell's really good. I saw him play in the Dome in Syracuse uh, You know, at, at Purdue as a senior. He's really mobile. He's a smart kid. He can throw on the run. 6'3", 210, easy to coach. I like O'Connell. I think he could be a really good pro in this league. I think he's a diamond in the rough fine. Uh, you know, you're going with Jacobs. You're going with a lot of, uh, of guys here offensively. They're going to lean on Devontae Adams. I really think they're going to miss uh, Waller big time at the tight end position. Um, they're going to need somebody to step up there, and they're going to need an extra receiver or two. Jacoby Myers, who they picked up, of course, the former Patriot going into year five. I don't know, man. I think the Raiders are right around that 9-8 and eight time, uh, thing. I mean, they play in a tough division. Uh, Max Crosby is pretty much where it's at on defense. Uh, they don't have a lot of depth there. Chandler Jones is getting up there going into his 12th year. Uh, I don't like their linebackers. I don't like the ability of the secondary to stop the big play in this division. So I think Vegas is going to struggle, man. I, I Maybe 8-9, and 9-8-ish nine, nine and for uh, this football team. Meanwhile, the Chargers, they bring in Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator. Uh, you know, will that help this offense? Probably. I, I, I think he's a really bright mind, of course, but I think Brandon Staley's the problem there. I would have fired him and given Sean Payton a blank, blank check. Why? Could you imagine Sean Payton? I mean, give me a break. People are pumped up about him coaching Russell Wilson. How about him coaching Justin freaking Herbert? I mean, my God, how dumb do you have to be for the Chargers, a guy in Brandon Staley who doesn't have a lot of NFL experience, and he's stupid. I mean, he's just a stupid, he's smart, but he's stupid, if that makes sense. I mean, he goes for it on fourth and you know, 22 from like his own 34, uh, fourth and long from his own 20. I mean, the guy just, he takes too many risks. 
Uh, he just doesn't have game management and all the rest. They're offensive weapons you can't argue with, man. Justin Herbert, we know about Austin Eckler. Um, they're going to put points on the board, man. Keenan Allen, all these guys are going to put up big time, big time. But Mike Williams is there. Uh, they're going to put up big time numbers. They're going to put up huge, huge, huge stats. Uh, Corey Lindsley, no relation, is the center there. Uh, one of the best linemen, uh, centers, I should say, in the NFL. Um, they got to get better, though. Herbert was kind of crushed last year. Remember, he had that rib injury that was really ugly. He played through it. I heard a few interviews of his. Uh, really difficult uh, to deal with the playing through rib injuries uh, for you know Justin Herbert. But uh, it's going to come down to the offensive line protecting Herbert. And, uh, you know, I think defensively, um, you know, I think the Chargers would benefit from playing shorter fields, you know. Um, you know, getting stops, stop going for it on fourth and long in, in your own territory, you know, get stops on defense right away, uh, get shorter fields, get special teams, it's got to be better, and then, you know, get those drives to start close to the 35, 40-yard line on your own end and, and go from there. Um, you know, the safeties, uh, the corners, I like this team. I like Derwin James. I, I like the secondary a lot. It's just a matter of, you know, exposing them in the middle of the field. You got Asante Samuel Jr. going into his third year out of Florida State. J.C. Jackson, a shutdown corner. I like their secondary, but if I'm an offense and I want to exploit them, I'm Kansas City. I'm the Raiders. I'm whoever. I'm playing this team. I'm throwing the ball right over the middle. I'm just exploiting the middle of that defense like crazy and making the secondary overwork, pinch up, and then from there you go over the top. So I think the Chargers are right around 10-7, and 7, but I think they fall short of a playoff berth. My AFC playoff teams are division winners, Bills, Bengals, Jags, and Chiefs. My wild card teams, Jets, Ravens, and Steelers. More for my NFL preview 2023 with the NFC coming up. And then I'll give you my playoff predictions, my awards, and more here on the ML Sports Platter. Brought to you by Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare, Camillus Golf Club, the Al and Angus Pub, and our great friends over at... Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company. If you're in and around Western New York, get on over to Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company. Victor, New York, nice little suburb of Ra Cha Cha on School Street, the Amber Ale, the Red Ale, and more. It's awesome to be there. Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company, stumblingmonkeybeer.com before your visit. Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company, the official brewing company of the ML Sports Platter. More NFL next. All right, here we go. NFC time. Boy, the East is going to be interesting, man. Why? Because the expectations after last year with the New York football giants are sky high. They gave Daniel Jones that huge money. Saquon Barley, Barkley left uh, you know, some money on the table and all the rest of the franchise. And you know, the running backs were bitching a little bit too much this year anyway. I mean, him, Josh Jacobs. I mean, what do you want? What, 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 what do you want people to do? You know? I mean, do you want people to give you like a, a friggin' 10-year, $300 million deal? I mean, seriously, like. It's not a running back world anymore, man. And frankly, I think that a lot of those players got deals and they just didn't take them and they let their ego get in the way and Saquon would be one of them. That's why it was good that he came back a little bit and he took the tag and said, screw it, I'll play for the better of the team. This giant team's really good. Brian Dable is so good uh, as an offensive mind. I know there are a lot of Bills fans who are thinking, hey, you know, I wish we had him as a head coach and not McDermott. There's a part of me that understands that just because of I would hire offensive guys as head coaches no matter what. Looking at what he's done with Daniel Jones already, Giant fans were like, what? We gave Daniel Jones that money? But did you see the preseason? Did you see that playbook? Did you see the things that Daniel Jones is doing? Whoa. I mean, Brian Dable makes guys better. Clearly, Josh Allen's been better. Now, people thought Josh Allen was awful without Brian Dable. That wasn't true. He did regress a little bit, but he wasn't awful. The Buffalo Bills had the second best overall offense in the major categories last year uh, with all that adversity and Allen playing with a freaking elbow injury. And people think that it was just all like, well, Dable left, so he sucks now. That wasn't the case statistically either. Allen needs to clean up a lot. He needs to clean up the red zone turnovers and a lot more. However, he didn't suck. Giants, meanwhile, wow. Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, it is a trio that they need to uh, perform. And I would say Sterling Shepard would be the other guys. They're looking for those three three guys, some receiver somewhere, whether it's Slayton, Shepard, they need a trio of guys to be really, really good. I thought the offensive line last year really, really got strong after like week seven, eight-ish. Uh, the defense, you know what? The defense, third down, 
getting better on stopping the run, getting teams into third and long. I think that's going to be a big thing, especially in the NFC East. Um, Leonard Williams, that that front up, you know, up there. Uh, they pick up Jordan Riley out of Oregon, a rookie who I think is really, really going to help them. Um, you know, they don't have a lot of guys who jump off the page to you. They don't have superstar players. They don't have you know shut down blanket corners and all the rest. But they do play together as a unit. I do like Xavier McKinney a lot, the safety. This is a team that's going to try and play better as a unit, and they do tackle well. Um, and, and I think again, stopping the run, getting teams into third and long. Hello, Philadelphia Eagles. That's going to be a big thing. I think the New York Giants are going to go 10-7, and seven, but just miss the playoffs. Um, I think it's going to be a really, really hard uh, thing to get back. I think the expectations are going to get a hold of this team uh, at some point. Um, I could be wrong. I think they have a great chance. Again, these are just predictions. But um, I, I, I think that this is going to be a year where they're going to have to really, really hang on uh, you know, for dear life, especially that first. I mean, that gauntlet to start the year, holy hell. Dallas right out of the shoe. I mean, week one in the NFL, man. Are you kidding me? Like, gosh, Bills, Jets, Cowboys, Giants. Oh my goodness. Um, they have the Cowboys at home at Arizona. Arizona stinks, but again, you got to travel across the country. That's still a, a, a tough game based on travel. At Niners, Seahawks at home, at Dolphins, at Bills. Oh my Lord. The first six weeks. If they can weather the storm, let's say go 500 in that group. Mm, maybe, right? Washington at home, Again, tough game, divisional game, home for the Jets, and Jets are home for them. They share the stupid stadium. What a dumb Met life is. God, that place is such a toilet. At Vegas, tough game. At Dallas, tough game. At Washington, tough game. Patriots at home, Belichick defense. Green Bay Monday night after the bye week. At Saints, at Eagles, Rams at home. You know, maybe that, obviously that should be a win. And then Eagles to end the year at home. I mean, this is a really hard schedule for the G-Men in terms of, uh, you know, how they played last year. So I, I, I got them going 10-7. and seven. Uh, this year. The Philadelphia Eagles, to me, are, are, are the team to beat. Obviously, I'm not breaking news saying that. Um, I just think it's going to be too hard for these other teams in the NFC to compete. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts proved a lot last year, and when you look at Jalen Hurts, now he's an elite quarterback. You've got you've got Hurts. You've got Rashad Penny. They bring in to replace Miles Sanders. The offensive weapons galore. A.J. Brown. The offensive line is, I think, the best one in all of the NFL. Uh, Dallas Goddard's still there catching passes. Great red zone option. Um, you know, they add some depth there in terms of, uh, you know, the rookie Russell out of Colorado, and they all, all they still have Stoll there from Nebraska. They have a depth there. Jason Kelsey, a Hall of Famer at center. Uh, their line is just absolutely unbelievable. You got Lane Johnson at offensive tackle. Um, you know, a couple of Hall of Famers on that offensive line for my money, and, and I think the Eagles' uh, defense, you know what, it wasn't terrible last year, but it wasn't great. They were a splash defense, and I think when they did make the splash, people were like, whoa, this is an amazing defense. But if you look inside the numbers, you look at the pro football focus stuff, this defense has a lot of work to do if they want to be dominant. You know, And some guys are getting up there in age. And the Fletcher Coxes and the Brandon Grahams of the world, um, you know, we know Jordan Davis is a freaking monster. Uh, you know, We know that they went out and had another great Howie Roseman draft. Um, you know, Obviously, I think it was a, a good pick You know, getting... Uh, uh, Jalen Carter, uh, we know that he had the off the field stuff going on, but he has a lot of Georgia guys there that I think can really, you know, keep him straight, keep him centered. And I bet that that's why Howie Roseman did it. And he feels confident in those guys doing exactly that. Um, you know, Nolan Smith at linebacker, maybe the most underrated draft pick, uh, you know, in the NFC. Uh, he's going to really, really help them. Unbelievable side to side player, great tackler, unbelievable instincts. Again, two uh, national championships won. Uh, I like the Eli Ricks pick, uh, getting him a, a corner. Darius Slay continues to play at a high level. Uh, this team, I think, is going to win 11 games. I'm going to peg them at 11 and 6. Dallas Cowboys, I'm not picking them to win the division because I'm still telling you the same thing is happening in Dallas over and over and over again. They have Mike Malarkey. Mike Malarkey, good Lord. Mike McCarthy. They have Mike McCarthy. I had Mike Malarkey in my head because I just read the uh, If These Walls Could Talk book by Scott Petoniak and uh, John Murphy, Bill Stories Galore. Make sure you pre-order that, by the way, uh, on Amazon and elsewhere. Uh, but again, I just don't trust McCarthy. I don't trust Dak Prescott in big spots. I love their skill, guys. Blah, blah, blah. Right? I love uh, Tony Pollard. And I'm telling you right now, Deuce Vaughn out of Kansas State. He might vie for rookie of the year. How can you not like C.D. Lamb? You know, how can you not love the offensive line? They have Micah Parsons. It's the same thing over and over and over again with this team. They've got some major superstar skill players, but they have guys. Head coach, quarterback is so important in this league, and I think Dallas is right around that, you know, 10-7 and seven mark because those two guys are going to lose them a lot of games, and I don't trust them when it matters most. It's just that simple. And then in the, uh, you know, 
I would say, the most weird territory. I just don't know what to think of the Commanders this year. I really don't. I mean, you're leaning on Sam Howell. Um, you know, I think there might be some quarterback battling going on all year there. Um, you know, they have playmakers. I mean, I, I've always liked Antonio Gibson. I really have. Um, I've always liked Terry McLaurin. Um, you know, really nice players. Curtis Samuel, I've always liked him. Um, but again, quarterback position, I've always liked Logan Thomas, but struggling there big time. Offensive line's really weak, and they just don't have a lot of people to help, um, you know, Chase Young and, and Montez Sweat. I mean, those guys are going to have to rack up double-digit sacks in order to make this defense work, and I just think by the end of the year, that's an awful, awful lot to ask. I got the commanders going 7-10 and 10 in the NFC East. Meanwhile, in the North, no more Aaron Rodgers, and a lot of people are just handing this division over to the Lions for some reason. Um, kind of am really rooting for Kirk Cousins. I mean, even more because of watching that quarterback special on Netflix. God, was that good. And he has the best wide receiver in the NFL. I mean, Justin Jefferson is just absolutely through the roof, unbelievable. Uh, you know, well over 1,000 yards last season. Remember, uh, last year he had that crazy catch in Buffalo. I mean, I don't even know how he caught that ball. Um, you know, and they've got, you know, no more Delvin Cook, of course, but I think they got some guys who can take over and be good. I think Madison's going to be really good. You know, he's a 5'11", you know, 220 bowling ball out of Boise State going into year five. I think he could be really good. The receiver core behind Jefferson's really good. Um, you know, I think this is a good team. You know, TJ Hawkinson, tight end room is strong. O-line's better than people uh, give him credit for, at least on the, on the, on the guard spot. Uh, they really, really could use the tackles to improve and all the rest because Kirk Cousins, they, he takes so many, he probably got hit more than anybody in the NFL last year, but it was really blitzes up the middle and, and, and some side uh, rushes with the tackles. I thought, you know, guards, maybe they got overworked and all the rest, but man, did they get just get bull rushed by the end of the year. Kirk Cousins was taking it on the chin. I think the Vikings are a really decent team. I don't think that they are a Super Bowl caliber team. Um, and I think it's probably because the O-line is a little weak. You can really kill them in the trenches on both sides of the ball. Um, they lack a lot on defense. They, you know, again, playmaker-wise, they have a lot on offense. Justin Jefferson leads the way, and they, they have other guys to help him. Um, I think this is probably I think it's probably a 10-11 win team. Um, I think they win the division. I, I know people are, like again, they're really stroking off the, the Lions here, but I'm going to go Minnesota only because I think Kirk Cousins can put up better numbers than Jared Goff. But, hey, make no mistake about it, Dan Campbell's club, last year would they finish 8-2 in the last 10. Um, they had a really good offseason. They had a great draft. They're going to use Jameer Gibbs in some crazy spots, the running back out of Alabama. They pick up David Montgomery as a running back as well. They're tough. They're fit. They're lean. They're athletic. They're fast. You've got St. Brown, Jamison Williams uh, from Alabama going into year two, man. Uh, the tight end room is strong. The receiver room is strong. The O-line has gotten better, and, and they've added to that uh, through the years as well. Defensively, it's a Dan Campbell defense, man. We're going to go out there and we are going to punch you in the face, led by Aiden Hutchinson, who is one of already the best defensive pass rushers in the entire NFL. The secondary is better than you think. I think they're going to create some turnovers. I think the Lions are going to be really, really good this year, but I think they're going to fall short of the postseason, maybe a 9-8, and 10-7 year. They're starting right the season off against the Chiefs. There's a lot of pressure here. They pick up Teddy Bridgewater, his depth behind Goff. I just think it's a lot to ask, and boy, is the pressure on because so many people are slurping these guys. I think Detroit goes 9-8. and eight. I think they missed the postseason. Maybe 2024 is their year to make the playoffs. Green Bay Packers, we know the deal. No more Aaron Rodgers. Jordan Love is in, and maybe people overlooking him because there is no Rodgers. Well, I got news for you. A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. I think Christian Watson is going to have a superior year this year going into year two out of North Dakota State. If you remember... Watson, 6'4", 220, put on a little bit more mass even this year, and he had a 611-yard year last year, and I thought that there were a lot of balls that he really could have gotten. Jordan Love, uh, in the preseason, has shown his athleticism. He's shown that he can make plays out of the pocket, but, man, does he miss some easy ones. He's got to make the easy throws if he wants to succeed right away. Green Bay Packers could threaten to make the postseason. Um 10-7-ish, and 9-8-ish, and eight -ish, maybe. I, I, I kind of got him in that world. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with, with this club. But, um, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know what? I had, him in the, I had him in the playoffs here. I'm going to switch it and go to a team that I actually said they weren't going to make the playoffs because of pressure. I'm changing it. I'm going to pick the Packers to go, you know, 10-7 and seven, but miss the playoffs. And uh, I'll give you my playoff teams in the NFC in just a second once I get through these uh, divisions. But I, I had the Packers pick. But now that I look at this roster, 
Yeah, I, I think people are probably overlooking them a little bit, but are they good enough with a rookie quarterback? I mean, pretty much rookie quarterback, right? I mean, Jordan loves going into year four, but this is really his first year. Um, I'm So that worries me a little bit. Maybe they're a year away. Let, let's say they're a year away. That's what I'm going to go with right now. And a certain team out of the NFC East, I'm going to replace them with in the postseason. You change things all the time, don't you? Chicago Bears, baby. Justin Fields time. Let's go. I mean, the time is now, you know? Uh, guy ran for a thousand yards last year. I thought he was really good. I'm glad they didn't trade him. Uh, you know, that first, uh, that, that first pick in the draft, I'm glad they didn't trade fields and, and take whoever Stroud or young. Um, why would you, why would you trade Justin Fields when he's basically those guys? And then some six, three, two great wheels, uh, can throw it deep. And all you, you've done is add to it. You know, you've add, added to the team, um, you know, with, with, Big-time playmakers, you know, Chase Chase Claypool, got to have a big year. You know, they needed a 1,000-yard season out of him. DJ Moore, is he a number one? And he's close as it gets to a number one, right? Uh, St. Brown, going to have a big year. Uh, we know they have Mercedes Lewis uh, going into his 18th freaking year. Cole Komet just got the big deal. Offensive line needs to be really good. Give Justin Fields time. If he gets time, the Bears can win a bunch of games. I think Ngakwe, huge, huge uh, get there. Um, you know, and, and Walker uh, out of Florida State. Those guys are going to really wreak havoc. The linebackers are faster. They pick up Tremaine Edmonds in the offseason. Unbelievable pickup there. Uh, you know, secondary is better now. They had a really good draft there. They really, really did beef up the secondary with Williamson out of Stanford and, um, you know, Clark from Tulane, um, uh, uh, Macon Clark, the safeties there. And, of course, you know, they've got guys, you know, I think Stevenson, the corner out of Miami, they're high end. Terrell Smith from Minnesota. And you add all those guys to, you know, Ojemudia and, and Jones and company. I think the Bears are probably a year away as well. I think they're in the Packer category. Let's put them in around 9-8 and eight this year. NFC South is the most wide-open division in the NFL, and I don't think it's friggin' close. I mean, when you go all across the board, Baker Mayfield, Tampa. New Orleans Saints bringing Derek Carr. Carolina Panthers, rookie quarterback Frank Reich trying to develop that thing. You pick up Miles Sanders. They're kind of like the NFC version of the Houston Texans. And the Atlanta Falcons have a redonkulous cast of offensive weapons in terms of bringing in B. John Robinson. They're given the keys of the kingdom to Desmond Ritter, though. So you have all these different quarterback things, and it's like, who the hell is going to come out of here? Are people going to go with the veteran Derek Carr and say, well, I'm picking the Saints because they have Carr? I'm going to go Atlanta. I'm picking Atlanta to win it because I think Desmond Ritter is going to do just enough. I think B. John Robinson is going to be unbelievable this year. And you add Kyle Pitts to that mix. You add Drake London, who's going to have another big year for this club. I don't know, man. I like this offense a lot. I believe in Arthur Smith. I've always liked Arthur Smith. Their offensive line, um, they addressed it a lot, um, you know, the last couple of years, uh, especially, you know, picking up the kid, uh, Javon Gwynn from uh, from South Carolina, my man, Matthew Bergeron, great, uh, great guard, great kid out of Syracuse. And, uh, you know, they picked up Trevor Reed from Louisville. I, I think the Falcons offensive line is going to be way better than last year. Protect Desmond Ritter, get the ball out quickly, Get it to B. John Robinson. Get it to the playmakers. And I think the Falcons win this division. I'm actually going high on the Atlanta Falcons this year, 11-7. and seven. That's right. I think they actually start the year really, really strong. Carolina at home, Green Bay at home, at Detroit, Jacksonville. That's a London game. Houston at home, Washington at home, at Tampa, at Tennessee, home for Minnesota, at Car- the Cardinals. That's favorable, man. That's favorable. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games. Let's say Atlanta starts seven and three. And then you got to win four games the rest of the way. Saints at home, at Jets, Tampa at home, Carolina on the road, home for the Colts, Bears on the road, at New Orleans. I think it's possible. I really do. NFC West, last division. It's all brought to you by Ken's Auto Detailing, Barts and Rec, Doggy Daycare, and CH Insurance, personal and commercial insurance needs in and around Central New York. Go with CH Insurance. They are simply always in your corner. This is very simple to me. Arizona Cardinals, ton of injuries, regime change. They're going to be awful. I got them around five wins. The Rams, if you're a Rams fan, sorry, don't feel bad for you. You put it all in the bucket for OBJ, all in the bucket for Leonard Floyd, all in the bucket for Von Miller, all in the bucket for Matt Stafford, all in the bucket for all these guys. You won a Super Bowl. So now this is life in the NFL. Root your team on, do your thing, wear the colors. Six, seven win-ish, win, uh, wins this year. Matt, fine. This is a 49er Seahawk world right now. And we know what the deal is with the 49ers. It's the same thing every freaking year. One of the best rosters in the NFL. But what about the quarterback position? You know, what about it, right? Like Brock Purdy, we heard maybe he wasn't going to get back until like the fall. Now maybe we're like hearing whispers of a competition. Trey Lance is still on the roster. 
Remember, they gave everything in the kitchen sink for him not too long ago. He just hasn't played that much football. Um, I mean, Sam Darnold, you can rely on him. We know they have depth. My God, at quarterback. They've got Allen, Darnold, Lance, and Purdy, for God's sakes. Um, you know, playmakers galore. Kyle Shanahan's offense, we know, man. Christian McCaffrey going to hit you here. Legend Mitchell going to hit you from there. Brandon Ayuk going to hit you from there. Uh, uh, they're going to throw Debo Samuel at you. Ray, Ray McLeod on a reverse. Uh, Will, Willie Sneed the fourth is fast as hell. This offense is redonkulous. George Kittle can run every pattern known to mankind for a tight end. The offensive line, one of the best in the NFL. And we know that they're anchored by Trent Williams going into year 14 out of Oklahoma. He's a Hall of Famer. And the defense is just, I don't know how you prepare for them as an offensive coordinator. They swarm like a pack of hornets. I turn one way, Nick Bosa. I turn the other way, it's Eric Armstead. I turn another way, and it's Drake Jackson. I turn another way, and it's somebody else coming at me. I mean, there's guys all over the freaking field. The, the front, the middle, the back end, they're fast. They're furious. They're terrifying. They're athletic. Dean Drake Greenlaw. They've Fred Warner's coming at you all the time. Uh, the secondary's friggin' loaded. They're deep. They've got Ward and a billion players that there can they, they just absolutely take the ball away. They are a tremendously difficult team to play against defensively. They take the ball away. They suffocate you. They're ball hawks. 49ers. Really, really good team. Really good team. I've got them going 11 and 7 this year. But I have the Seattle Seahawks winning the division. I know the 49ers are the hot team. 49ers, if you know the quarterback thing works out, and it's all I'm high on Seattle this year. I'm going all in on Pete Carroll. I'm going all in on the post-Russell Wilson era. Geno Smith, I'm looking at you, man. If you if you come back to Earth after last year, you know, with all the video that's out, if Geno Smith, if they get at least what they got last year out of Geno Smith, or even a little bit lower, Seattle can win the Super Bowl. I mean, that's literally what we're talking about here. I'm all in on the Seahawks. I'm going high and hard for the Seattle Seahawks. I love the roster. I love the draft that they had. Um, I, I just, I'm going in on them. I really am. Um, I think this team is is so good. They're so balanced. Um, you know, they're going to make people, I, I don't know how you defend them. I really don't. Geno Smith at QB, I can't believe he's going into year, you know, year 11 here. He's 32 years old. Um, but man, after last year, I, again, they the offensive line, if they can stay and keep him upright and he gives them what they got last year. I God, I think this team's really good. I really, really do, man. Kenneth Walker, the third going into year two. People are saying that he looks even better than last year from training camp in the preseason. I haven't seen a lot of Seattle in the preseason, actually. Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf. You add Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State to that, who nobody can cover. That's what the Seattle defense says. He can't cover him. He's just unreal. These route runners from from Ohio State are redonkulous. And by the way, all these guys in the league now, Olave, Garrett Wilson, and Smith and Jigba, yeah, the best guy might still be at Ohio State in terms of Marvin Harrison Jr. Seattle's offensive line, it's really good, but you got to be elite. You got to go from good, great from last year to elite. If you're elite, Geno Smith does his thing. Yeah, this team is going to wreak havoc. The defense, I think, is really good. It's a far cry, obviously, from the Legion of Boom, but they've got some really good players there. I thought uh, they made a great pick in terms of that Sykes kid from UCLA. Mike Morris' defensive end is going to be great for Michigan. I think he's going to challenge for a defensive rookie of the year. Uh, linebackers, tremendous. Secondary, really good. You bring back Bobby Wagner for a little championship pedigree and some veteran leadership. He should be a Hall of Famer one, one day. Uh, I love Devon Witherspoon from Illinois. Great corner pick up there. Um, you know, and then you add obviously a, George, a Jonathan Sutherland to this group. I don't know, man. I love Seattle. I got them going 11 and seven, just like the 49ers, but winning the division. And so my division winners, Eagles, Vikings, Falcons, Seahawks, wildcard teams, 49ers, Cowboys, and Giants. I had it as 49ers, Cowboys, Packers, but I'm pulling the Packers out just because I just, the unknown of Jordan Love. I will pick the Giants to make the playoffs because I believe in Brian Dable. And yeah, that's right. I've got three teams from the NFC East making the postseason. My uh, AFC title game is the Kansas City Chiefs over the Cincinnati Bengals until I see Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid not do it. Travis Kelsey, I'm picking them again. NFC title game. I've got the Seahawks over the 49ers in an NFC West bloodbath, and the Kansas City Chiefs do it again, winning the Super Bowl over the Seattle Seahawks. Patrick Mahomes is your Super Bowl MVP yet again. The dynasty continues, and they just keep adding and adding and adding to what could be one of the great dynasties in NFL history as Patrick Mahomes and company. I'm telling you, they're going to make their mark indeed. And I'm just worried as a Bills fan that because we're in the era of Patrick Mahomes, it's going to be one more layer for Josh Allen and Sean McDermott to not win this thing. Bills, 
And look, any of these teams I've mentioned, right? The loaded AFC, sure, I could see them make runs and do it. But again, as I've mentioned, I mean, <laughs> there's just one thing after another after another. There's a reason why I wouldn't pick somebody compared to the Chiefs. Like, the Bills' offensive tackles worry me. Uh, the Chiefs' O-line doesn't worry me, right? I mean, when you take a worry from one team, the Chiefs have a strength, right? Uh, I'm going to go, like, you know, if I'm going to if I'm gonna look at quarterback, uh, you know, Jets, Steelers, Ravens, all playoff teams, okay, but all those quarterbacks, Lamar, Aaron Rodgers, Kenny Pickett, nice, great, elite, but they're not Mahomes, right? Like, the Jags, probably not a veteran later in team to get there and experience what the Chiefs have. So there's just things in there until I see Mahomes, Reed, and Brett Beach, and Kelsey and company not do it, eh. Uh, I'm going to take Kansas City to beat Seattle in the Super Bowl. Meanwhile, MVP Patrick Mahomes of the regular season, he does it again. I mentioned that Super Bowl MVP. I think he wins both. Coach of the year, I think Matt LaFleur gets that Packer team again to play off contention. Not quite there, but I think he has a really good year. I think he gets a nod. Offensive rookie of the year, B. John Robinson. I think he has 1,500-plus yards from scrimmage, catching it and running it. And defensive rookie of the year, Will Anderson. From Houston, I think he has a big year. The Alabama product can't wait to watch him run the uh, rush the, uh, the, the the quarterback and uh, stop the run and do his thing. This dude is going to be a big time football player for the Houston Texans. Comes from that Nick Saban defense. Thanks again for listening to the ML Sports Platter. It's my full NFL preview for 2023. Hope you enjoyed it. We are brought to you by our great friends over at Bowers and Company CPAs and Welch and Company Jewelers. Log on today to WelchJewelers.com. Shop the showcase. At Welch & Company Jewelers, they have watches, necklaces, everything that you want, engagement rings, wedding rings. Get on over to WelchJewelers.com today. And a tip of the cap, thank you as well to Bonnet Sales and Service and Chick-fil-A of Cicero & Clay. Hey, chicken travels well. Do your catering. Leave the cooking to us, they say. Chick-fil-A and Cicero and & Clay, an amazing place to go eat lunch. Get that breakfast as well. The sandwiches are amazing. I've been into the tenders and the fries lately, but boy, those spicy chicken sandwiches are to die for as well. Everything is made to order. The fruit cups are amazing. The wraps are amazing. The breakfast sandwiches are incredible. Get to Chick-fil-A. Their salads are to die for. Go to chick-fill-a.com. That's chick-fill-a.com. Chick-fil-A of Cicero and Clay is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Hey, as I always tell you, enjoy the games. Nothing says tradition like baseball, hot dogs, apple pie, and CH insurance. Hi, this is Joe Convertino Jr. Our tradition of exceeding customer expectations is second to none. We're committed to protecting your business and family. We partner with amazing carriers like Preferred Mutual and do whatever it takes to hit a home run for every client. CH Insurance, in your corner, every day, every way. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.